Venture. Offer available at Tires and More, Tiger Wheel and Tire, and other leading dealers. M7 January. While stocks last, conditions apply. Kasha Pressure Washer saves up to 80% water compared to a garden hose. Meet Tandy. Tandy loves talking about the next best thing. You see, she's what you call connected. One thing Tandy never talks about is her house, because style definitely doesn't live there. Well, Tandy, now you can, because with Lifestyle Ceramics, you can surround yourself with brands like Roberto Cavalli and Versace. At Lifestyle Ceramics, we'll design your bathroom for you. Just send us the measurements. For more, visit lifestyleceramics.co.za. Lifestyle Ceramics, premium tiles and bathroom wear. 702 Healthy Lifestyle. At 16 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock, before we conclude, we are ready to chat to Dr. Lucille Bloomberg from the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. And we're focusing on malaria because many people will be traveling. And one of the things that you need to check is whether or not you're going to a malaria zone. Uh, The World Health Organization, in fact, this year issued a report on malaria and they were concerned that uh, progress in fighting the disease has slowed. And they're saying that more money is needed to reach the elimination target. So are we getting too complacent when it comes to the fight against malaria? Good afternoon, Dr. Bloomberg. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank so, you. Um, no doubt, have, have you seen this report and should we be concerned about the increase in rate of malaria infections? Um, I have seen the report and definitely this past year there's been an increase in malaria um, uh, across Africa. Mm. I think though for this season we need to concentrate on our travellers and provide them with the best information. So, one, they don't contract malaria, mm. and two, if they do, they get treatment early. It's a treatable disease. Yes. So what makes malaria so dangerous? It's a rapidly progressive and first symptom, which is very nonspecific, fever, to complicated malaria can be less than three or four days, um, and certainly young children, pregnant women, it can be just 48 hours. So rapidly progressive, very non-specific signs and symptoms, fever, flu-like illness, which often just get missed or mm-hmm. misdiagnosed as flu, um, but it's treatable. So I think those are the two issues. Mm. So is it due to the fact that we only really pick it up 15 days or so? Oh, 15 days is far too long. When uh, do we pick it up? I think uh, we need to pick it up in the first uh, day or two or three after the onset of illness. Yes, but if when does going, the onset actually kick in? So uh, the incubation period, which means the time period from when the person is bitten by an infected mosquito mm. to when they develop malaria is uh, on average minimum seven days, mm. usually about 10 to 21 days. But that time period is from when they develop the first symptom to when you initiate treatment. Mm. And that needs to be as quickly as possible. Right. So those symptoms, uh, as you said, it's, it's often misdiagnosed because it pre- presents a lot like flu. Mm. So I think the key message is if you have you develop fever or a flu-like illness, chills, muscle pain, extreme tiredness, and you either live in a malaria area, an area where malaria transmission is known to occur, or you've recently traveled in the previous uh, one week to um, you know, four weeks, uh, mm-hmm. and you develop these symptoms, you must have an urgent malaria test. Mm-hmm. So what is different with malaria-infested areas or areas where you could uh, get the parasite? Because we have mosquitoes here, for instance. So what is the difference? Because we need <laughs> so to understand the basic biology yeah, so in the, order to fight it. The, um, 
important uh, mosquitoes in, in transmission of malaria is not found in Johannesburg mm-hmm. on the high felt. It's an Anopheles mosquito. It's the female that needs blood to mature her eggs, and she feeds uh, on people generally when the sun goes down. And if she's infected during that feeding process, she can transmit malaria. So it's that period from sunset to sunrise that you need to protect yourself against bites from the malaria mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. These nuisance mosquitoes on the high felt that buzz around and uh, irritate you are not malaria mosquitoes. They're mm-hmm. completely different. Right. Um, so if left untreated, as you said, it could have fatal consequences. There could be severe repercussions for uh, our health. And uh, uh, as you said, it could be life-threatening. So how does malaria kill? So um, it affects all the organs. If you look at the vessels, the blood vessels in someone who's infected with malaria and it's mm-hmm. severe malaria, they are filled with red cells um, with the parasites in them and those red cells obstruct the, uh, the blood flow, oxygen, nutrients to all the organs. But none of this needs to occur. Malaria is very treatable. We have excellent drugs. So it's about picking it up early. If you've traveled uh, or you live in a malaria area and you develop a fever, flu-like illness, yes, there are many causes. But the first port of call has to be, do I have malaria? And you need to inform your health practitioner that you've traveled recently or live in a malaria area and you must have a malaria test. Yes, as you said. test is... uh, yeah. You know, very good. You may need a second one, but um, uh, as long as you get the results urgently, mm. you know, you can get the right treatment. Mm. Um, earlier on, you were talking about uh, the fact that it is preventable. We took a caller mm. not too long ago. They were traveling to uh, uh, the Kruger National Park, yes, and I think to parts of the park um, that uh, pose risks for infection, and they were traveling with their two-year-old. So yeah. what are some of the advantages and disadvantages with various malaria prevention? courses and which should different groups take like pregnant women or children okay so I think there are quite a lot of questions there. This <laughs> one, malaria areas um, low salt areas of Mpumalanga low salt areas of uh, um, Limpopo Mapani Vemba towards the border um, Bushback Ridge is a big area now um, Limpopo has seen the highest number of cases and certainly we've seen a modest increase in Kruger National Park and the surrounding private parks. Mm-hmm. For most of our visitors, perhaps the biggest risk is, those, is for those going to Mozambique. Northern KwaZulu-Natal, very small risk, and in fact it hasn't been a major problem there. Mm-hmm. So I think anybody going to that area, those areas now should first of all take uh, prevention to prevent mosquito precautions, to prevent mosquito bites. Mm-hmm. Um, when the sun goes on, you need to apply insect repellent to exposed areas and you need something that's effective there are lots of products on the market smell nice look nice but actually are not effective (laughs) so something containing DEET D-E-E-T and uh, I use tabard lotion or spray yeah uh, applied to exposed areas try and wear long socks the mosquitoes uh, or long pants back below the knees use uh, coils Mm. Inside, use um, air conditioning. And I think if you're going to a really high-risk area, uh, a malaria, a mosquito net would be really a good idea. Mm. In terms of drugs, I think uh, we're seeing a very uh, busy malaria season. 
I think if you're going to Mozambique or even some of our malaria areas, I think you really need to consider preventative drugs. Uh, they all have some side effects, some work better for certain people. They do require at the moment for the most part a doctor's prescription. Um, you have to individualize and pregnant women should stay at home. I think they are uh, definitely a risk for complicated malaria. Mm-hmm. Young children, I think we've got good drugs, safe drugs that can be used in addition to mosquito prevention. Right, but make sure that uh, you take those measures before you travel. Yes, and mm-hmm. I think high awareness for returning travellers for fever to immediately seek uh, care. We shouldn't see any deaths from malaria. It's mm. a very treatable condition. Mm. Let's go to James calling from Melrose, uh, Dr. Bloomberg. Good afternoon, James. Hi, good afternoon to you. Um, listen, I'm not a doctor. Um, mm. I'm a layperson. Um, but I would just like to say, in my experience, it is not just fevers that present. Mm-hmm. Um, some years back, we had a trip to Kenya. My daughter was on anti-malarial drugs. And uh, within a week of, well, the day we returned, within a week of having been to Kenya, uh, she had an ear, earache. Mm. We went to Santon Clinic, and the doctor there said, no, no, this is just an ear infection, gave us some antibiotics. The following day, the pain in the ear was still there, and I thought, no, let's take it to Lancet Laboratories. Mm. They took a blood test, and within 30 minutes, they phoned us, and they said, get your daughter to a hospital right now. She has cerebral malaria. Mm. She did not present with any fever whatsoever. So I, I would stress that anybody who's been to malaria area, if they have any symptoms of illness, let alone a fever, they mm-hmm. should go and get tested. How old was she, James? Uh, at the time, she was... Uh, gosh, she was about 11. 11. And you say you did take the, prophylax- the prophylaxis before you yeah, went? Yeah, she, she was on prophylaxis before she went. Mm. Um, and uh, the doctor who treated her said it was lucky that she was on them because in actual fact it had already started treating the malaria. Mm. Um, and uh, they said that was the only thing that really saved her. Well, thank you for your call, James. Uh, you comment on that? Yes, go ahead. Um, prophylactics are not 100% effective. Mm-hmm. They significantly reduce the chance of malaria being contracted, probably about 95% effective. I don't know what prophylactic this, this child was on. There are some older ones that uh, might have been used that were, weren't effective. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I think it's an important message that it's not 100%. And if you do develop flu-like illness or any illness, um, extreme tiredness is what a lot of people um, report. report and they yeah. think it's from their travels or jet lag or mm. overpartying. I think uh, the message is very clear. You should ask, you should demand a malaria test and get the results quickly. Demand one. That's key. Demand, demand it. Patient power is <laughs> yes. very important. Right. Here's <laughs> one. It says you should uh, look at the cost of anti-malaria medication uh, for a family of four. It would probably cost approximately 2,000 uh, rand. That's what this person says. Mm-hmm. So perhaps talk Talking about the prohibitive, uh, uh, the prohibitiveness of getting uh, anti-malaria medication. Yeah. So there are three uh, choices for malaria prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, the costs do vary. Um, one of the the drugs, tovaquone proganol, which has a number of different names, is perhaps more expensive. Mm-hmm. Needs to be taken for a shorter time, and it has perhaps less a more favourable side effect profile. Right. Um, but there are a number of generics now, so that has uh, resulted in costs coming down. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to weigh it against the risks of acquiring um, an illness that you you know 
might uh, end up in hospital for and there are considerable costs for, you know, severe malaria. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst of that. Let's go to Paul calling from Johannesburg. Hello, Paul. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just want to find out if it's really bad for me because I go to malaria uh, places quite a lot. Yeah. And I'm going there on Saturday. But I never take preventative medication. Um, All I do, and I've been doing this for years, but I'm going to Malawi now. I've been doing this for years. I go there. I uh, obviously do put the lotions and all sorts. But just before I leave, I take the um, the three tablets, which you can just find them locally everywhere. Uh, it's like a treatment. And then I've never been sick from it for like years now, 10, 15 years. Okay. So, so I don't know whether that's a good thing or... Uh, and you say you take it. You say you take it just before you leave. Just before I leave, or when I'm when I just know I've just arrived. Maybe a day I've just arrived oh, okay. back in South Africa, or just before I leave, so that it kicks in a day or two after that. All and right. I've been doing that for years. I've had mosquitoes uh, biting me when I'm there. I do take uh, precautions, obviously, but uh, that they shouldn't bite me. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I find the preventative um, medication very very expensive. That's what I right. do. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yes. Lucille, what do you think of Paul's yeah. so call? I think there are a couple of points there. One is that um, the, the caller takes precautions against mosquito bites mm. and I think is probably very careful about that. So that's very, very important. Second is the, um, the three uh, tablets that you describe are no longer recommended. We used to use them for treatment, mm-hmm. not for prevention, but there is um, a lot of resistance to, to this particular drug. And we we're starting to see that problem, effect. aren't we? This resistance. Uh, we're not seeing resistance to our treatment drugs. Yeah. Uh, we do use two drugs in combination, mm-hmm. which does protect them. We do have a monitoring system for resistance. Certainly, they're seeing resistance to the um, the new wonder drugs, the artemisinins in Southeast Asia. Yeah. But uh, in Southern Africa. Uh, at the moment, they remain very effective, but we need to be vigilant, and we do have monitoring of this. Right. So Paul is worried that is he going about it the right way? Would you suggest that he uh, uh, that, that that he goes on anti-malaria medication instead of taking the treatment drugs? Well, I, I don't think the treatment drugs are really effective, and that's not what we re- okay. recommend. Mm. I think his mosquito prevention is key, and that's uh, obviously a good lesson for everybody. Mm. Um, mosquitoes don't like everybody and um, I think he might have some immunity um, mm. I, I, I okay. think if he, he grew up in Malawi and he had malaria before that might offer him an advantage but perhaps he's been lucky Yes, let's take this quick one I've got 30 seconds left Chris in Boxburg, hello Hello Yes, Chris. Um, I just wanted to share my bits on malaria yeah. um, I do contracts through the whole of Southern Africa Zimbabwe, Botswana, mm-hmm. Malawi, and I've had more malaria than I can actually count. Sure. Um, now, being end of the year, I've had malaria three times this year when I've been working out in those different countries. They love and you. To me, the the malaria, the, the preventative measures actually mask the symptoms, in my opinion. You pick up the symptoms a bit later than what you normally would okay. um, if you take the preventative measures. All right, Chris, let me get Lucille to comment before. They may modify, yeah. but they don't mask. And I think they will protect many people from disease. Um, I think you are obviously quite aware of malaria and you know what to do. Uh, I don't think everybody's aware.
Thank you so, so much, Lucille. This has been highly informative. And we have a website at the NICD, and mm-hmm. I would advise people to consult. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll direct our listeners there. That's Dr. Lucille Bloomberg, and she's from the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. That's the NICD, and they're also available on.